All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded. All in your mind, yeah, now deep-throated. This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded. The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated. And they know it, we speak the truth so they quote it. Cause we wrote it, the north, south, the east coast. It's the GB knocking, we keeping your head bobbing. It ain't no stopping And once the beat drops in Violins, the system is so corrupt They throw the rock out their hands And then blame it on us It's GB Don't get it twisted On code and we ain't dancing For no buttermilk biscuits It's Willie D, y'all Scarface is in the building Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys Reloaded With another episode of Information and instructions To help you navigate through this wild Crazy, beautiful world In the studio Kia, Erica, Sydney, Rosa, David, the love guru, (laughs) and spokesperson for Kevin Samuel's family, Dennis, attorney Dennis Sperling is in the building, y'all. I appreciate all y'all coming through. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Dennis. Kevin Samuels has said some controversial things about men and women with his objective perspectives on relationships in the black community specifically. Right. Social media is a soundbite for our community. Like everybody had an opinion about Kevin Samuel's demise when he died, right? Uh, Some... Uh, supportive, some very, very vindictive and evil, downright evil. Um, was was Kevin Samuels, in your opinion, a controversial person? But and also, uh, was he misunderstood? Well, I think that we use the term controversial because the main um, society at large did not have anything to controvert what he was saying, and therefore he was controversial. But he had his logic and his, it was based 
um, in, on facts, whether you read the CDC reports and the things that he studied. And from that point, he expounded on that. And then he related to how it affected society. It's, it's not controversial. Basically, he was just speaking facts and giving his opinions. And that's it. But, you know, as far as the, the merits of his actual work, they stand alone. You know, and I'm here today not speaking as the spokesperson for the family or as their attorney. I'm not their attorney and I'm not speaking as a spokesperson. I was his friend and soon to be business associate. And so was he misunderstood in the to the vein that mass media or YouTube was not his final stop? Yeah. I mean, we had plans to basically revitalize some industries that black Americans lost 50 years ago. Hmm. So, you know, this was not about, you know, Kevin Samuels. This was about the black community at large. He loved the black community. That's why he continued to talk to the black community. He realized after talking to black men for five years that he can get these men together, but if they don't have suitable mates, then it, it serves no purpose. It's just going to go off and marry women from other, other races. That's what he thought. And so that's why he was frantically every night going back and forth. Miss, why don't you deal with this guy? You're average. He's average. Y'all be together instead of thinking you can get some guy who's worth a hundred million dollars and you don't qualify for that type of man. Let's lower those expectations. And unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of people responded negatively because people like to live in, you know, an unreal world. Yeah. That's that's my interpretation. What do, what do you say to women who say that? Yeah. He spoke some truth, but he didn't have to be so disrespectful. Well, you know, I don't know what to say. We live in a harsh world. The world is disrespectful. Yeah, we live in Big a harsh time. world. And, you know, sometimes things people say may offend you, but you have to take the meat from the bones. And if it applies, then use it. You know, I mean, people have spoken to me harshly. I don't wish death upon them. I may disagree with them. But we can talk about that in a logical manner. Was there truth to what he said? I dare you to find a lie in what he said. Did you not? Did it burn your ears? Maybe so, but it was still truth. And so that's what we have to. That's that's the part that I think will happen in the next five to ten years. People will reanalyze his work and say, "Well, you know, now that I'm not so emotionally attached to it, I'm not so angry about it. I see the truth in what the man was saying." That I, I think is more. Again, I think his work will stand on its own. And my question would be, would they listen if he had said it any other way? That's an excellent point. And yeah. I've actually talked to him about that. You know, he said, you know, the thing is, you got you got the major networks, you got cable, you have Internet, you have all these distractions for human beings. And then on top of that, you have about you have a generation of people who are not used to listening to anything for any extended period of time. So unless you say something that cuts through the noise, the message will never get out. Now, I recognize what he was doing very early on, even before he and I became friends. Um, and I saw what he was doing and I saw the effectiveness, effectiveness of it. And so, you know, I, I get what the man was doing. I, I get the point. I, I, I get it. Sometimes you have to talk to people in a language and in a manner in which they can understand mm. because that is the, that is what communication is. Merely saying it or writing it is not sufficient. You have to be able to communicate your ideas to them. And he was an effective communicator. Are there any women on the panel who would have listened to Kevin Samuels without the insults? Me. 
You would have. I would have. And to be honest with you, if a person actually listened to the entire interview and not just the snippets that Instagram gave, he wasn't rude unless you were rude first. He wasn't disrespectful unless you were disrespectful first. And at the end, he got a little vulgar, but that was because he was frustrated because you're asking him questions. He's giving you answers and you're not listening. Uh, uh, but what see, do you people say to don't that, listen Rosa? to the entire what do you say interview. To that? Uh, I, for me, I mean, I hear what you're saying as far as like talking about the facts and that he sticks in the way that he, but I think the delivery for me, like I can't receive what you're saying. If the way that it's just the way that he would deliver things. For example, when he told one girl after 35 years old, you know, if, if things haven't happened for you, your life is over. That's not okay. You didn't watch the whole video. <laughs> no, but even, exactly. Because no. if you listen to the whole thing, he asked her, how do you rate yourself? He never rated her. He asked her, how do you rate yourself? She said a, a five or a six. He said, that's average. So if you're average, why is dating an average man an insult? It's true. <laughs> and his, and his, and his, so and his, you, people don't listen to the entire thing. Is there a lot of truth is. in that? No. Is there a lot of truth in that? Because the funny thing is about it, anybody that follow me know I, I've been saying a lot of this stuff way before him, but I don't say it exactly like he said it. But the deal is what he said was true. You start as a woman, you hit 35, and you hit 40, your numbers start to decline. And that's just a fact. <laughs> what numbers? What, what numbers? So so your pool I, I need more. Now so, I'm agree with so that your, one. Now. So, your, so your pool decreases. Right. So we all have we all have a number age or whatever where your numbers start to decrease, your pool starts to decrease. You're 35 and I would say 40 more than 35. A woman to who? 40. To who, though? To men. To what kind of men? What because man? I think specifically and maybe 40? yourself are talking to a specific 35. Group. Yeah, but you're older. But yeah. that's the deal. You're older than that. So if you're a 35 year old man. You don't want a thirty-five-year-old you, you want a fifty-year-old woman. You want to. You want to. If you're a thirty-five-year-old man, you don't want a fifty-year-old woman. You want a young, bro. I was thirty-five before. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> you want a fifty-year-old woman? Speaking general. I'm saying yeah. general. Speaking in general. I'm not talking about you, face. Talk about I, 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 gosh, I know you probably would, but, but the average thirty-five-year-old man don't want a thirty-five-year-old woman. He messing with a twenty-five-year-old woman. And if you're a 45-year-old man, you're messing with a 35-year-old one. But see, he wasn't speaking in general. He was speaking to the person that called him. But he was talking he, in general. Though. But he's speaking in general when he makes those statements. Absolutely. Whether if, if it's that one situation where she's calling herself average, the world is receiving it. Like, you're telling me my life is over at 35 years old and I can't have a partner. When some people's lives begin at 40, 50, that's when their prime is actually but happening. But say you could but. not have a partner. <laughs> he was saying that you should be more realistic about the partner that you choose. Right. I was watching one episode where a girl, he asked what the girl was and she was like a 10. Like she was clearly like a four. Yeah, yeah. So she was like clearly a four. And I understand that all women are taught that you're a princess and that the world's supposed to revolve around you. But if you afford, then as my man said, that's a good one. That's a good one. I just took that out of my mouth. Yeah. So that's a good one. What are we basing the 10 Everyone knows or has an average. So I, I can look at the ladies at this table and I can say, I'm leaving. I can look at this table and say, no, these are beautiful women, right? So I think that's pretty universal anywhere you go. You would think that you're beautiful. If you 275 pounds, 5'1", 
you know what I'm saying, with a bad lace front wig, wig and two teeth and missing. Two teeth missing. Yeah, you you know you're not a ten, but you know that. Overall, for the one or two <laughs> See, people, we're not counting him. For the one or two I'm people that is, that appeals to, that's not that's not. You know, overall, you know you because because I call it the love market. The love market tell you what what your number is. Easy. If you walk in a restaurant, you walk in a club, right? If you walk in a restaurant and you're pretty, y'all can go to most restaurants and drink and eat for free, right? There's some chicks that night not going they not gonna go anywhere <laughs> and eat and drink for free. Right, you're not gonna get any drinks or none of that. Right, you're gonna walk in and you're gonna be like, eh, "Can you give me a drink?" And everybody gonna be like, no. "Hell no, <laughs> hell no, no, I can't give you no drink." So that's a very easy. It's you know what your your dumb was on. Those women wanted. What did they call them? What did they say? They want a high valued men. We're not speaking on your average man because clearly they could get them. They wanted high valued men. And in their minds, what does high valued mean? In their minds, how high valued was money? And he said, high valued is not just money. It's not just so can money. we also apply this to the scale that you're saying? So, 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 what's the, what's the, hold on, what you say? Give us the definition. By my recollection, his definition of high value man was not just the money you made. For instance, there were a lot of athletes who made a million dollars this year, but they're not high value. It's the amount of money you made over a certain period of time, plus your social connections. Because you can define social connections for me. For instance, when his family contacted me. I could have money, but I, not, I might not have the connections that necessary to make sure we get this done and that done and that done. Okay. Um, you know, for instance, both of you guys, I've I've contributed to both of y'all's campaigns. Yes, sir. We and appreciate that too. See, Thank you, you very much. I mean? Yes, sir. And so you do that. That takes time and knowledge and the understanding that I may need friends in the future. So that's what he meant also by. You know, your social connection. Man, so, I thought you sent me that money because you like me, man. <laughs> I'm trying to get a hookup. I sent you that money because I believed in your campaign. I examined your platform. And I knew that you would be the best man for that job. And I felt the same way about you. But it's not just about money. And people get caught up in that. And, and then also, and, and Kevin it was dynamic and explained Is it people this. that get caught up in that or women get caught up in that? I think people I think it's women, bro. Yeah, it's women, people, man. It's women that get yes, up. because but 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 Brad, I gotta tell a story, but go ahead. There are even guys who don't have money who think mm-hmm. <laughs> he's offending them too. There are a lot of guys who are offended man, by what he I, said. Boy, he said some and shit that was so been, funny yeah. to me, dog. <laughs> he said, he said, how tall are you? He said, five way. He said, and how much you weigh? He said, like right. two seventy five. Yeah. He said, you got and, and you make uh, four hundred dollars a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> He said, like, "You got a big dick." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he don't pick a struggle. Right, right, right. Struggle in every area. Yeah, they was funny as hell. But, but look, man, I was gonna say, what the fuck was I gonna say? <laughs> you said you got a story. I have a hell of a story, but I can't remember the motherfucker. Well, one thing about it is that Kevin was an equal opportunity insulter, and also also critiquer. You know, like the the thing is that bef- well before Kevin started going at women or his or cent- uh, centering his platform around women, he were he was critiquing men. He was giving advice to men right. for years, right. and. Uh, men accepted it. You didn't right. see the, any outrage. I mean, you saw you saw some man that you know didn't tune in, but for the most part, 
men accepted it. It was men who built his platform. And once those videos started going viral, women started watching. And then that's when the criticism came. Well, that's because men accepted. We know you. We know our pecking order from when we kids. You was an athlete growing up. You knew your pecking order. You know, if you was an entertainer, you knew your pecking order. You was an ugly dude in school. You knew your pecking order. You was the cute dude, a nice looking dude, a handsome dude in school. You had all the women. You knew your pecking order. We accept it. It's women that don't accept their pecking order. It's sixes saying that they should have a 10. Because their mamas told them that you should have a 10. You are the greatest thing since sliced bread. To your mama. Not to everybody else. To and your mother. Man, that is so fucking mean, bro. That's the truth, though. That's mean as shit. The scale. What are we basing the scale I think on? We're basing, I, think, I think we're basing on the scale on, on gender uh, currency. Like, like, okay, like, okay. So, like, what do you like bring men, to the table? Is, is the like, question, exactly, right? Like men yeah, men okay. have gender currency, right? Like, like men have uh, men bring uh, uh, their finances. Uh, they they bring uh, protection, strength. Uh, the dick to the table. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That part. Women, that women, part. women, that brain, part. women, women. That's that's not a social dick. It's not a social currency. Shit. Well, he also called me yesterday. You got a big dick. Yeah. I got a big Absolutely. dick. That's no, what he said. No, so no, no. That no. was something. Not, not a social, but a gender <laughs> currency. No, pussy is a gender currency. Nobody ever started a war over some dick. Okay. Shit, but right. but, no. go, but you all right, Willie? We it's all just right. not as expensive. Well, he referred to it as a sexual marketplace value. Yeah. Okay. And that's based on. Women who are fit, feminine, their youth, and for men, it's based on your your physical fitness, how much money you make, and your in your social status. So but, that's when you put those two together, then it determines what you can get on the market. And basically, he treated it like, and and you have to understand, primarily, Kevin was a businessman, and he saw it. He saw the sexual marketplace as a business. What can I leverage to get what I want? Now, if you are a man who is five foot one. 300 pounds and you make $400 a month. Not a lot. Then you're not going to be able to leverage much on the secretary. Not unless you got one of these. Right. And and I think, you know what? And I think women understand that. Like the way you just explained that, I think every woman in here heard that. But they didn't. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know. No, I'm talking about for men. I'm talking about when he just, that that example he just gave a man, if you find one, Right. 300 pounds, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, make $400 a week. I don't see a lot of women saying, yeah, that's right. There's somebody for him. Yeah. Oh, and it's not for you. There is. There is. And to go back on your pecking order, we know ours as well. I don't think there's a person in the world that hasn't dealt with since school. Like, okay, this is the attention that I get, whether it's at home or from strangers. Like, girls know the same way guys know. If you never got attention, it shows in your adulthood regardless of your age. New attention shows very loud. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. 
It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Let's say you've never met a man before and your friend gives you a description of this guy. Girl, he five foot one, 300 pounds. <laughs> he make $400 right. a week. Right. Does that sound right. like somebody you might remotely think about dating? No. No. Or, no. or, or, if you say, if you say, she had no money, you know, because to, to a man, you said she had no money. No money. She has no education. She big. But she, no, hold on. She got no money. She has no education, but she bad she, as fuck. Yeah, she. You still, most people don't give right. fuck who they are, they're going to fuck with. Yeah. And that's because. That's the difference between yeah. men and women. And exactly. Kevin pointed he that out. That. Men yeah. don't care yes. about your education. Right. Or your money. They don't care he about your money. That. They care about what you look like. Dumb as a fucking wagon. You know how many that are there? You know how many Feminine, 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 fe
I get what he was saying. You he know what I mean? Like, women that face smash. Well, hey, no, don't put me out there like that. Like, you know what I mean? McDonald's women. <laughs> no, that, how many McDonald's women? How many McDonald's women smash me? <laughs> oh, I'm the one been ran through. Right. I ain't gonna push his hand. Your brand been ran through. You don't do no smash. I, I, I get smashed. They be talking. Girls will call me and be like, "Hey, where you at? Where I need to be." So depending upon their experience, what they've been through, what a past relationship looks like, and that's also driving a lot of people's preferences and what they think they can get. Because a man that just cashed his check, that's not looking amazing that day, but he just cashed his check, is feeling really great about himself. He's feeling really good. He didn't got all his ones in his pocket. So that has boosted his ego. So that drives a man to could drive a man to a certain type of woman also. I don't well but see that's just like a woman, like a woman, you know, they they date just say a lot of ball players, they think they supposed to keep getting ball players for some reason. That's how they feel. You know, so like they're not just gonna take, oh well, you got the average Joe that, you know, make good money, whatever, you know, good looking guy. Eventually you have to go home. Yeah. Eventually, you gotta go home. Reality calls. Reality does call, but I mean, you've described a lot of women. Right. That that's that's it. Like that's their vibe. You say your life starting to show. That's yeah. Your stomach getting big. It's time to come on back home now. It's over. Like Come on back home. You should slut me out. You should look at dating like me and look at your NFL career. Your first contract in your twenties. That's when you get all the money. Everybody want to recruit you. Everybody want to bring you on the team. And I don't care how good you is. Once you hit that second contract, okay, how good you Boom. are you con- that second contract. You're not as worth as much as that first contract. <laughs> and if you make it to the third contract, your 40s, you're not as worth what you was in your second. Nah, that second contract. contract. Unless you're Tom Brady. Yeah. You're wrong on that one. Unless you're Tom Brady. And that's the exception. That's 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 the money. Money. Kevin that's spoke like the first contract. We don't know enough to know what we are even negotiating yeah. for yet. But that's when we want sure. you the most. Right, yeah, but when you hit your fourth contract, when you're in your mid forties, no, when you when you when you're in your mid forties, it's like that's most men. The players that's getting drafted all pretty much making the same money, but that second contract is the one. Yeah, right, and you that's might be able one. to go overseas the, those, on your third. Exactly, no, well, no, that's right, and that's when you drop. You gotta go overseas. Looking at you, that's when you drop. But that's what we're talking about when you're saying you want to date, you know, other races and everything like that. It's the same thing. Both sides have equal opportunity to do whatever that they want. It's a certain group of people that you're talking to, to where between the age and the classism that we're talking about, that that applies to. But that this whole rhetoric doesn't apply to everybody. It's pretty consistent across the board. To you. And Kevin said for for those women that wanted these high-valued men, he said, how many do you know? Right. They didn't know any. Oh, God damn. So that goes back that, to what you said. Like, if how do you want this and you're not that and you don't even know those people? You're not even in those social settings to well, even. We're in agreements. We, I think every man no, here is in agreement with yeah. you on that. I don't think you have so, an argument from us with that. Oh, yeah. We don't have one. What's no, it's, 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 it's not. It's, it's, it's not. Does it agree with what you, she just you said? Violence? <laughs> so Vivica Fox called Kevin. 
a hypocrite, right? Because of the way that he lived his life. Um, she said he did what he told women uh, not to do. Well, and, what was that? that? What did he this do? Is, this is this is. I know, and but right after uh, Kevin died, she, right. she had made the comment. She called Kevin a hypocrite and said that uh, he was having uh, he did what he, he warned women against, <clears throat> and that was be, he was with a woman that was not black, and that's, that's that's what she said. He was with a woman that was not black, and she was, uh, uh, in her opinion, I guess, overweight. No, nah, she was. And, what the shoes on the shoes on the end the end of thick. So that's that's that's, that's a complete, I don't think that was the chick, right? That's a complete <laughs> farce. Yeah, that wasn't and even a chick. She's picture. obviously uninformed. Yeah. And oh damn. She probably should watch it because she's oh. gonna get herself a defamation oh, damn. lawsuit. Wow. That's so, from the estate. Or though. or uh these disparaging remarks are just gonna cause for his fan base. To um, definitely, they already own it. Yeah, so really. They, they, they it's just a lot of times <laughs> yeah. we 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 balk at the idea of let's wait to get all the facts in before we make a decision. Vivica Fox and all of these different people have obviously made a crucial error in jumping to conclusions without even knowing the facts. They're basing their information on what's on the internet, and if you begin to base your information and your knowledge in, on the internet. Purely without double checking, it, you're going to make a, a mistake, and that's what you saw happen there. So, I'm uh, I would suggest that all of these periodicals, uh, periodicals, media, media takeout, L.A. Times, the New York Times, begin to very be very careful with the statements that they're making. Again, I'm not representing the estate of Kevin Samuels. He has his own attorneys for that. We're in talks with the same lawyers who represented uh, Cardi B both in, in Atlanta and New York, and they should probably be very careful. So you know what they're doing about this yeah. defamation. You know, man. this, again, this is my friend, okay? And, you know, I look forward to doing business with him. But the thing that I'm looking out for now is his mother and his daughter, who's trying to graduate from college on Saturday. Dang. For her to see her, she is not, her father is not, her, his only daughter has graduated from college on Saturday and he's not going to be there to see her. Mm. His poor mother, who didn't even know he was famous, had to learn about her son dying from the internet. Yeah. There have been news reporters contacting his mother, who is in her 70s, to try to get her response to the 911 tape where this woman is frantically trying to save his life. They want her response. This has been a despicable display all the way around. And when you have artists and entertainers like that who are just trouncing on this man's reputation, recognize that my friend is dead. He is dead. He is not here. He is not conscious. But his little girl and his mother have to see this. And so they should be much more responsible with the things that they say. And I'm not saying that as, as, as an attorney or as a spokesperson, but as a human being. Mm. When you say Vivica Fox <clears throat> is the case study of what he's talking about. So she was, she's that chick and now she's the old chick. 
that don't get the, the the dudes and the guys and the likes and the wants that she once was, and now somebody like them, like 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 she can slut me out. She can slut you out. Fucking right. But go ahead. But, but really, but don't you think that's what? Because I only saw I only saw women angry that fit the bill. I only saw women I only saw women that was really angry that fit the bill. I saw some women disagree with what he said, but only the anger. And 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 the some of the nastiness always came from women that fit the bill of what Kevin was talking about. Oh, and they didn't actually listen to the whole thing. They once again just heard the clips. If I think they listened, but I, I think I, I, I can agree I, with no. you because I think they listened, but I think it hurt. I only saw clips mm-hmm. like on Instagram and stuff, and it would infuriate me because it was like, oh my gosh, like there's already so many young men that don't have male figures or father figures in their life, and if we're going to put toxicity in the mix, toxicity where we already have that in our culture right like it's mm-hmm. in our music it's in everything um this is what this is all they have but then a, a friend of ours was like no watch the full videos like see the full message and I, I think both of you are right it is based on um those of us that are tone sensitive sometimes your message is not going to get across to me depending on the way that you say it mm-hmm. and so that's okay i know what that about myself about men that that made you feel like it was toxic um a, let's see a basic summarization because I'm not going to quote this man. I oh, cannot no. quote him. Okay. Um, two things. One for for women first. No, no, I'm just I, talking about for men that you felt like, oh my God, he said some horrible about men. They, that you and shouldn't I'm glad date. He did. That they you go. should not date uh, unless you have a certain amount of money. I don't remember exactly. So you felt for and men, and I, I felt have. like. Especially men in their early 20s. You should be out dating and see what that looks like and feels like for you so that you can figure it out for yourself. Like, make your own path. Yes, you should be okay to where you can take a woman out, but don't wait until you have your life all the way together. Because if you wait until you're 35, 40 to date a woman for real for the first time, it it may not go so well. And that's my opinion. So you felt for men like I'm so because usually women don't have the problems with what he said about men. They only have the problem when they say about women. And and if, if I was talking to my son, I would tell my son to wait later in life before he get in a serious relationship. I don't think he was saying don't date. But before you try to like wifey someone up, you should take care of certain things in your life so you'll be able to be that man that you want. Mm-hmm. I heard my man tell him about how strong his sons is already. Right. So he's mm-hmm. teaching them there are certain things there are certain values that they're going to have. As a kid, my father told me as a man, the bare minimum, I should be a provider. Mm-hmm. Hear what I said? I said the word was bare minimum. He didn't say that was it. He said, but that bare <coughs> minimum. You got a lot of brothers that even ha- covering that part. They ain't mm-hmm. that bare minimum. They not being the, the provider in their homes. Mm-hmm. So why would you have a problem with him telling brothers, go out there, work four jobs if you have to? Because they, we want the the high value woman too. So how are you going to get the high value woman? Because that's why he was talking about the dude that was 5'1", 300 pounds, making $400. Like, why do you have a problem with the real, have someone telling you the truth? Well, if you, I didn't say that just now, right? right. Like I gave you a very specific example of what I had an issue with. I don't have an issue with him saying, if you want to be that 12% man, go work those four jobs or however many jobs. He said, work Mm -hmm. at McDonald's, you know? Again, I can't give you verbatim what this man said. And no disrespect to anything that he had to say. It was his opinion. We all have the right to our opinion, that part. Um, But 
I don't. The only thing I strongly disagree with is telling people not to go out and find themselves regardless of where they are, because there is someone no matter what that's going to match you. Yeah, but that, he didn't say that. He didn't and say everybody's not going to be in that 12 percent. But he never told the dude that work at McDonald's not to go get the McDonald's girl. But he's that's but, not he, but, he's talking to. His, but his thing was get your shit together. Right. And I and I and I'm gonna tell you something that resonated with me because I grew up poor. I grew up disadvantaged. And a lot of the reason why there was so much trauma and drama in my life was because of insufficient living. Mm-hmm. Uh and so yep. I recognized that early on. So I promised myself that I would not procreate and until I got some real money. Not just enough money to take care of the babies, but enough for me to enjoy life also. Mm-hmm. I understood that at an early age, because if you bring children into this world and you ain't got no fucking money, you're going to bring them into a world where they are at a social disadvantage. Right. Mm-hmm. They are going to go out there and they're going to see other kids having shit and they're going to want that shit. Right. And they're going to compromise their convictions. They're going to compromise whatever it is right. you taught them. It's going to break down. Mm-hmm. It's going to it's going to break down all those walls. They're going to cross all those boundaries and they're going to become something that you don't want to see. So it is incumbent of all of us. I do believe that we get our shit together financially, especially a man at the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. You get your shit together financially before you start, you know, procreating. And I'm going to tell you something else. I don't even feel like having sex and i know i might be in this i might be in the, in the minority you're here no, no, no. i don't oh, no, feel no, you, you're, i don't feel like i don't feel like no, no. i don't want to be slut out anymore this is me this, this is but this is me when i was even broke i don't i'm not in the mood for sex if my shit ain't right if my money yeah, ain't right. I, get you I can't even get excited. Yeah. And that was yeah. that you in your early twenties? <laughs> in my early twenties. Okay. Because I was always about. I understood. I, I was on a mission. I knew I had to get the paper. So, I had to get to the paper. Well, you know, me and you've been on tour together, listen, right? I'm not saying I didn't have sex. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't have sex. Right. I'm not saying I did not have sex. But I'm. I'm telling you, it was difficult for me to really be there when I was broke. And that's because fair. I was always thinking about like I got to get out of this shitty ass position. Like I'm in a fucked up position. I'm in my anyhow. And, I, and another thing, is, another, <laughs> another thing is that I do believe that sex is a reward for hard work. I agree with that. Shit. Mm, right. I agree. I'm a winner. Don't do that. Not doing that. Not doing that. Hard work. Kevin, work. Kevin Samuels oh, was a. Man. He was a. He was a well studied like man. man. As right. a man. And so, <laughs> a lot of the concepts that he got from, you know, I understand. For instance, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing suggested that black men and women in this country should not get married before the age of 35, or men specifically and women 30, because of the system of white supremacy racism. Even the Honorable Elijah Muhammad spoke about black men getting themselves together, cleaning themselves up before they decided to procreate. Because all you do is exactly what what Willie D said. You bring children into this world and you're ill prepared to take care of them. I say the same things to my sons. And if you take that pressure off of them to be with a woman in their 20s when they're not ready, then you take that pressure off of them so they can then build themselves up and be the pillars of the black community that we need them to be, as opposed to rushing out there thinking they're men before their time period and then doing something stupid or being feel feel like in order to prove myself to be a man, I have to sell drugs. I have to get money anyway. I got to get rich or die trying at 19 years old. 
So I got I, it. Yeah, go ahead. I know I understand, and all these men in here understand a, a masculine mentality. Right. And Kevin understand uh, understood it too. And that's why I said, look, get yourself together first. It's greater later. Don't rush. Right. Because if you make these men feel rushed, they're going to do what you all call crazy things. That's why you have so much economic crime going on during Christmas. Men want to feel like men. So they go out and start robbing grocery stores and banks and whatnot. And that's why you have such an uptick in crime and, and breaking in entries during these, these time periods where men are expected to demand. And the only way they're expected to meet a demand and the only way you can meet that demand is through financial sufficiency to your woman. And, that, and there's a lot of pressure on men to meet that, you know, th those those terms. And Absolutely. let me ask the women in here, who amongst us are dating, uh, seeing a guy that makes less than five hundred dollars a week? Yeah, that's, I want to know that, too. I'll wait. Yeah, I'm listening. <laughs> You should ask us first if we're yeah. dating. <laughs> OK. Are you dating? No. Are you dating? You're not even dating at all. You? You dating? OK. How much he make? Oh, I'm more than that. Do he make more than five hundred dollars? You dating? More than five hundred? Everyone over. More than five hundred? Yes. Okay. See, that goes to Kevin's point. Like we can talk about money all we want to, and we can try to put that number on it all we want to, but every single woman, you know, has a number. What's that, right. number? What's that number? What's that number? What's the magic number? Every single woman has every single woman has a number. Hold on, what's the number? So what's the magic number? You don't have a number. You don't have a number. I've never you don't have a number. The five hundred man. Well, let me put it out. You're saying this. Hold on, hold on. So you're saying you got a man to make fifty Gs? No. No. Do you have a number? I don't have a number. I know what I want to. Would you date a man to make fifty Gs? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't Be, know. Would you made a man to make good. 50 Gs? That's good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Then you have it. It took too long. It's okay for you to have a number. I'm not going to be But it's okay for you to want somebody to make more than 50,000, but... It's dependent. Y'all don't want to make over fifty thousand. No, it's dependent. If he can, if he can, please don't say what you want, man. What you want to say? No, that's my yeah, I want somebody okay, to make more than me. Right. What makes her is more important than mine? He makes 50 right now. But but there's a plan to, you know, aim higher, get better, whatever. 34. So what's your, like, how old is this dude that's making his 50 Gs? Not. Six. Not younger than 30. You got one more year, so he, by the way, so, so, uh, so according to Kevin. 35. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's older. That don't apply to me. So hold on. He's older. Let's say 34. So he's 35, 30, 40. Yeah, let's. Uh, and he's making 40. 50 Gs, and you tell him about he's going to have aspiration to make more? Aspiration to make more, or he can Chris Jenner my situation. No, what not that by you. If you make it to 40 and you still making 50 Gs, there's no Chris Jenner your way nowhere. 
Maybe he if he win the lottery. Maybe he just you know came <laughs> he up a late with bloomer. I don't know. He a late bloomer. See, this something is the type of nonsense that we're talking about right here. If you <laughs> no. fit forty That's years old and you make fifty thousand, there's no aspiration. You you are forty years old because you don't have a lot of aspirations and you're making fifty. That's well, why. In many cases, in many cases, in most cases, you can say how to start over. Yeah, it started over. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. It Say it one more time. I'm missing Williams. So, we might be on the on the other side of what you're describing. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me at this table. But like we may be a little bit more. I don't think anybody honestly will date a guy or want to date a guy. To say that we want to date a guy to make fifty. I don't. I don't know if that's true because you may be at a table with women that believe in partnership. Okay. Exactly. Good. That's and why I said I don't want somebody that can match me anymore. I'm not going under. You're in a partnership. I'm not going under. You're in a, so a, a you're in a partnership, you and then y'all break I mean, up. And that's because that mentality comes into play when the tables turn. Are you in a partnership? Because the tables can go in. That's not fair. Because are you in a partnership? That's personal. Because that's what Kevin will be like. That's what I thought. No, no. Cut you off. Listen, ladies. It's okay. It's and then y'all okay broke up, and then how like do you what you like? It's so dissolve okay. the partnership. You're not into no partnership. I'm speaking in general. I'm speaking. You know, in like general. you like nice clothes. I do. You know, like nice watches. But I guess for me, like I'm okay with with taking care of what I need for myself first right. and foremost. So you'll live in so, like a 1500 so, square so feet. So I'm house? okay. I would never because I would never do that for myself without a partner. So okay, my so expectations for myself come exactly. first, and they are very high. So for you myself. got the David Yurman bracelet on. So that means you're not. <laughs> that shows that she's able to do so, that for so, herself. Okay, though. so that means I have one from Target else also. Is so that I do means, have one from So that means you want to live a certain type. Type of lifestyle, and if a dude make fifty get G's you partnership, or no, you're not going to be able to live that life. I had a panel work. Uh, 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 I think you was there when a young lady was an attorney, and she got up and said this nonsense, right? That you <laughs> What's the nonsense? What is this, it? This, this, oh, I want a partnership, and I want to love him from the south to the north, and then we'll come up together. But those no, women, it's not gonna no, no. She said that she I don't even believe in no shit like that. And I'm very optimistic. <laughs> right. She said she wanted to make she a day to do like $50,000. Ghetto Boys Reloaded Podcast. We'll be right back after the break. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Let's talk about us aging out now, right? Y'all are saying the age is 35? I know what you're talking about. Is that, well, is that the discussion? Well, uh, if, if we're talking about what Kevin was saying, he's referring to something that's been uh, in, in China. They have something called leftover women. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that's this exactly is, me, what he's talking me, about. Let me give it to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, it's an article that came out about seven years ago, and China is going bankrupt because they have so many, or actually in South Korea, they have so many women who are unmarried, and they're not contributing to the tax base because women don't make enough money to support themselves in, in, in the society. Same thing here in the United States. Men make more money. We contribute more to the tax base. It is the men's tax money that pays for the roads, that pays for the ambulance or the, uh, the, the utilities that we use. It's men. So when a woman has a job, she's not making enough or not paying enough back in the system to take care of her end of the social financial contract that you have with the country. So that's what's going on in South Korea. They refer to it as leftover women and they point to the age of 27. They are now having problems like they are having problems with sustaining their country. And so Kevin quantified that and said, okay, well, black or American women, the age is 35 when they stop being beneficial to uh, and, and I don't want to, he had this study down, but that's what he meant. And he's relating it to the United States. Here, ladies, use this. This is what's going on in, in South Korea. And it's also going on in Japan. So this is not just an American phom- phenomenon. It's happening in all of the Western, Western-based countries. And Japan, I know people, well, it's in the East, but it's they still more Western than Eastern. So without what is, giving a resolution to that. So at 35, the, you, you, you age out, right? You're done. So no. what, what is the suggestion that a woman should do at that point? Just gave Lower you your game. expectations. Yeah, so, just gave you the game. So, and so I, I had said that like previously yeah. that, you know, what he says is harsh. The, right. the messaging, it stings. It's like a mean dad, but there's a lot of truth to what he says. I think his intent is to motivate, but it doesn't always do that. Like it goes in the, other direction sometimes because he throws in those. But I, I hear that so sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Women, but it was you women. know, I mean, but, but and, it and was the, the women well. with the right. with the unrealistic expectations. That he would ask you to be honest. He would mm-hmm. ask you what you look like, and you're 275 pounds, Damn five it, one, 
with like you she know, had a chest tag. Yeah, chest wait, and all she that. And then you said you was a ten. Stop, come on, so man. Be realistic. Stop it. Like, uh, be realistic. I still think there's ways that you can communicate effectively Agree. with giving with where you can because people will receive it. If they Agree. can understand, they actually will receive it from I don't a different think way. women would have received it. No, 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 very calmly and tried to deliver it nicely. She did not get it. She kept saying, but, but, or I think, or I have a business or, but she kept making yes. excuses. And then that's when he, that's when the entertainment like, comes in. That's when the entertainment comes and in. This brother brought it up. That <clears throat> the more money I make and the more educated you are, that you're more value to us per se. Mm. And if a man is really making money, like he's really making, he's what they call, cause I don't call it high value men. I say men that check all the boxes. Cause I want to say, I wouldn't want to say because he make more money than him or he make more money than him that somehow he's more valuable. But there are the opposite of that high value is low value. Right, low value, right. So I say check all the boxes. So if the more boxes you check, the more valuable you're going to be in anything, whether it's a car, whether it's a commodity, whether it's a business, where you know, whether it's relationships, the more the boxes you check, the more value you are. You have women only checking four or five boxes trying to get a man with a checks 10 boxes. And it's just unrealistic. So uh, I, think he, analogy, I think man. at the core, he was saying, just be more realistic. Stop lying to yourself. That's what I always say when women say, well, I date a man to make 50 and then use cold words like ambitious. No, it don't go together. Right, it, that, that type of ambition. No, and I, sometimes I, he might need the right woman by his side to get him to where he needs he, to go. Because sometimes he doesn't have the right partner. At, that's a, at forty. I mean, you never uh, know. Some people hit their primes at different times. Yeah. And like I said, we talked yeah. about COVID. People starting over. Like, I mean, just to put everything in a box and say you need to make this amount of money. Like, I just don't Babe, think that's really. If you talk realistic. to me, a man that made four hundred thousand dollars a year, right, and then went through COVID, and now he's making fifty. That's something totally different. What we're all saying is we don't want to use these one-offs that women always do. I know somebody that live in Michigan where the woman makes 600000 and he made twenty, and they have a harmonious relationship. The fact of the matter is that usually doesn't work. So if you're 40 years old and you're still making 50 and you've been making it for the last 10 years of your life, most of the time that is where your ambition lies. Now, there's nothing wrong with that because I got cousins that make 50. They have great lives, but they're they're equally yoked with the woman that with. They make 40 or 30, they make 50, and their lifestyle is that of, right, that make that type of money. But you have these women that want (laughs) to live, you know, the $300,000, $400,000 life, talking about, well, I would date a dude that make 50,000, and you got, you know, know, if you even do it for yourself, because it's even worse, you got $10,000 on your wrist, it's, it's just not going to work. This is all based on math and data. When I, I haven't heard one of you say, oh, the love or how this person makes me love feel. Don't pay love, don't pay right. love don't pay the bill. 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 Love can be paid with $50,000 a year. It happens. Like, period. Every woman that gets a man that makes that much less than him that loves her to death 
is bored with them within a year. Well, look at you our know, society now. You're talking about so many women being unwed or the divorce rates being yeah. so high. If we're going based off of, oh, your numbers don't match my numbers or, you know, because I'm living this way, I should be able to have however many women or do whatever I want. If we're all going to go by the same thing and we're all not matching up to that, then where is that going to leave us? With well, more men wearing purses? I, I, I think there's something that Kevin understood that a lot of us who study this relationship phenomena and understand love was never traditionally a part of marriage. It's a recent invention since the 1700s. Prior to that, it was about duty and who matches well together. Your family has this land. Our family has this herd of sheep. So we're going to come together and y'all are going to make a family because it's beneficial for society. What Kevin was pointing out, he, he always said this me, me society that we have. So it's not about in today's day, it's about me, 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 as opposed to the family that we're going to come together and make. So love, it's not about marriage. It's not about love. It's about duty. Yep. That's why those marriages lasted so long, because right. the duty outlasted the love. You right. can fall out of love pretty quickly because it's a feeling, you know, just like you can go from mad to angry to happy to sad. But duty remains. And I think that's the thing Kevin is trying to point out. But another point that you had, you, you brought up how he talked to you. Now, I'm in a room full of guys. Imagine your football coach said, hey, I want you to go over there and right. bear crawl, right. you know, 100 yards, and I want you to hit him full speed. But I wasn't talking about him talking to men. I, I know, was saying but, for but, my ears. But, okay, so why can't you talk to men like that? Because they're masculine, right. mm. and they're going to laugh at you, and they're not going to hear you, and they're not going to respect you. Now, I think what Kevin realized is that because of the society that we live in, because women have been women have been forced to work like men. They've been taught that if you work like a man and think like a woman or something, or if you go to school and get a job and, you know, you act like a man, then you'll get treated better. But in effect, what's happened is they become masculine. Mm -hmm. And he pointed that out every night. So how do you talk to if you got to talk to a masculine man rough for it to, right. to click? You got to kind of talk to a masculinized woman. Right. Oh, to, shit. To, to, oh, to do shit. That. I think that oh, now that shit. now see, that's not across the board, <laughs> yeah. but I think that's what he realized. And we're talking about communication, not what was said, but was an effective communication. If he was if this guy was the type of person, I could say, hey, look, I want you to hit the three hole, tuck the ball, <laughs> run for a touch. And he responded to that. Fine. But if I say, hey, get your butt through that all blah blah. It might need to happen. Right. It's about effective communication. Yeah. Remember, this is a businessman that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And businessmen don't want to waste their time. Right. So as a businessman, was he given an effective communication uh, with what he was saying? That That's what you have to look at. Sterilize it. Recognize what this man was trying to do. Is separate yourself from the emotions. And I think you'll get a better so understanding. So I think that's that, part that is, is straight. That, that, we yeah, all agree we all to, agree to that. If you Swag peel back all those layers of chaos and, yeah. you know, cut downs and being rude, that there's some evident truth to what he was saying. But it's just not and necessary. That butt Kevin be that cutting you off on. They You can completely, yeah, if, if his intent is to yeah. help and to educate, you're going to understand your audience. You're right. going to lose a lot of people with he was going to lose the world. I with think that. Well, the, the thing is that no. Kevin, what Kevin, he, I didn't for what him. Kevin people, said, I just think we take away. I only listened to him. What Kevin said, because you were going to listen. What Kevin said, what Kevin said, the way he said it, women would not be 
following him right now. They would not yeah. be talking about him. We would not even be doing this show right now <laughs> if he yep. said it in a nicey yep. type of way. Because, yep. and, and here's the thing, women are not mad at him because of the, his delivery. Because there are plenty of men out there on YouTube and social media that are d making disparaging content about women every single day. Right. And these women are not following these men. Right. They followed Ke Kevin because Kevin was charismatic. Kevin was stylish. He was handsome. Yeah. He was educated. He had money. He had all the things. And he was charming. He was funny. Yeah. He had many of the attributes that women want, that they look for. And they, that's why they went to him saying, Hi, let me go listen to this guy who is like the guy that I want. And he's saying shit telling me mm -hmm. how to get one. So that's why I'm going to go over here and listen to Kevin. That's why they were tuning in to listen to Kevin. And then like, it's like, it's like the love guru here said, when they couldn't check those boxes, that's when it, that's when it became a problem. I do believe, I believe, I believe that the venom came from those who couldn't check those, when, when exactly. they couldn't check yeah, those exactly. boxes. And that's when the, that's when the venom came. I think yes, you step on toes, right? And so then people automatically they completely disconnect. But if 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 we could get women, and you can't get every woman to listen with without emotion, but if I can listen because he didn't really bother me or really because offend you me, because you checked so, more. But yeah, I honestly listened because I felt like you know what this could potentially be free game. So let me listen. And because if he thinks like this, then there's a lot of men that think like this. Every and so, millions. And every so woman, let me figure out how to manipulate listen. this every whole situation. Every woman that check most of the boxes, listen, it would be just like if somebody walked in here and say, all broke niggas need to go home. <laughs> Wouldn't none of us would be like, damn. You broke niggas better get out of here. You know what I'm saying? We'd all we'd be like, hey, hey, yeah, hey, you broke niggas that nobody get out of here. We wouldn't get angry because it wouldn't apply to us. You're right. So it wouldn't apply to us. So we would not get angry. What about the woman that's trying to be better though? Because there's the flip side. He gave game to the woman that was trying to be better. Did you listen? He gave that game. Did you did you listen? Yes, he did, did try you to, listen he did some, try, some of but it. they didn't want to hear it. Did you listen to some of it? Some. You proved my point. Now, the no, ugly no, fat chick, no, no, the, the ugly fat chick people, didn't listen to none of it. But you said the people who actually, you said they check off the boxes or don't who listen to him? I said, I said the women, they listen the women the the that check more boxes, listen. The ones that the least amount of boxes were angry. Yeah. And they were angry because he either. knew, she knew. Well, they were the ones that was calling you. You ever been to church and, yeah, a, and, and, and you ever been to church and the preacher's talking about something and you get offended because they think they looking straight at him and he's talking, they talking to him or them or her because the, those chicks thought he was talking straight to them. It was those chicks that were calling the show. Exactly. They were listening. So that was the ones that were getting upset. No, but they were listening because they kept calling the show. They needed the advice. And they needed the validation. I've never been a chick. Chick that was a nine. A show as a woman, I've honestly, never met a chick that was a nine that was upset if we kept. Never. Never. I've never met a chick that was nine. We're, we're not going to argue with yeah, you about the ratings it, and stuff. I haven't. <laughs> not going to argue. But I, I think that some of the, the only time I got upset, literally the only time I really got upset, was hearing the clips on Instagram and stuff about. Uh, the the scale for women. Oh, you're this number. You're that number. Seeing clips of that without a, a true introduction or watching a full video. That's the only time I got upset. I felt like, man, for our community, this doesn't feel good at all. That was my introduction to him. It was a white him. man so talking it, about a white woman, but 
Because I saw some white boys saying, talking about scales. Were you upset with, with that? I didn't bad? see that, but that would have upset me if oh, they were talking okay. about us. Why? But they scaled themselves though. If they were talking She's about saying us, it's offensive for our community. Why? We but shouldn't why? have scales. We if you if you're not attractive, we shouldn't know it or see it. But they scaled no. themselves. He asked them, "How do you feel? How That's do you not write the yourself?" Clip. That's all I'm saying. That, oh, that was my introduction, and that was my that was the first thing I said. A lot of people only judged him based off of the, the clips and not Instagram. actually watched that it. That was my introduction. If she only had a piece of it, she's saying she only had. You're a 10, you're a three, you're a one, you're a six. I would be offended. Just just because would you be if you sat in this room right now and scaled the four of us in here, I would be offended. It's uncomfortable. But but do you scale men? All the time. I do not scale men. So if a man walked in who was five foot one, three hundred pounds, can y'all lose this example? Why is that an example? I'm just saying. Because now because of women. How they say that? They say, uh, look at you, then look at me. Right. Make it make sense. Right. So, like, if I'm not that guy, like, and I'm trying to holler at you, but I'm looking at myself, I'm thinking I'm the shit, though. But you not feeling that you. That it's not for you. You tell me. If, if I tell you that, if, if I'm that five hundred pound guy, thing. I tell you that, and I'm trying to holler at you. Mm-hmm. I'm that five hundred pound guy mm-hmm. that's trying to holler at you. Mm-hmm. What you gonna say? You gonna say, on what look you at say you? To me, I'm not gonna say that ever. Like, you know, this is the universal for this is bullshit, blows. right? No, I mean, that's that's <laughs> yeah. basically what it is. That's basically how a lot of women think nowadays. It's just like, that, oh, let me it, like if, if you're approaching me. Yeah, you're no, not going to necessarily no, embarrass them because, because, because a lot of people don't, 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 don't like rejection. But I'm saying, like, in general, you're thinking in your head, like, did he even, like, did he even think, like, before he even. You know, yeah. what made him think that he could come out at me, basically? Is, is it okay yes. to, is it, can can we just verbalize it? It's okay to judge people on how they look on the exterior. Right. Yes, we're okay, okay with that. That's is not it, my we, issue. We, we, we should be able to, say, we should be honest with each other. That's not my issue. I don't like it at yeah, all. And, and, and and we should all judge. Like yeah, on yeah, a right. public but we do judge. Okay. It, it's if, hurtful. It's hurtful that we all can't receive a merit award for showing up. And playing, it's hurtful that, that we all can't be tens. It's hurtful that, that we part. all can't have six packs. Somebody you know? got to win, <laughs> you know. And somebody <laughs> but, got to lose. But that's man. okay, you know, because we're all unique in our own way, and we all have our quality. May you, you may not have the physical beauty of this person or that person, but you're still a unique person. We have to learn to love ourselves. I think that's the most important thing. And Kevin Samuels was simply pointing out, "This is your. This is I'm an image consultant. Here's the mirror." Right. This is what you look like right now. That's not making me love myself if you're telling me I'm a fool. But you're not loving yourself. You're not loving yourself if you think you look other than what you really look right. like. You're delusional. But he wouldn't I tell you you're a fool if you didn't did ask him. Right. But, to right. but, but he's he he not going to okay. just, just volunteer. But he didn't say you're a fool. You gave yourself a fool. But he would correct them if they gave themselves a number too high. He would say, no, you're a... I've seen him correct. And say, tell me why. I'm doing you no favors if you're a six or four. 
and I tell you you're a nine. Because if you if I tell you a nine, then you try to play in the nine ball field. But he and also you didn't be base everything off of that number. I mean, you it was a four, always you should factors. be playing in the four ball field. Then <laughs> once you start, once you bring those expectations down, and you start, <laughs> then you start trying to find all the great fours, and they, fours and fives. They dream and be right, and then, then you can live a better life. But you're gonna be unhappy if you're a four, still think you should have a nine, seven, eight, or nine. And it's the same thing with a man. If you are, if you're not a nine or eight or seven and you, you're out there trying to get tens, I mean, you're going to have to spend a lot of money because otherwise you're not going to get what you want. So what he gave you was the game without you even knowing it. He was like, listen, so you're four, you're not four. Part, this is what you look like. <laughs> now, let, let's, now that we have yeah. that known, then go get that four. Stay tuned for part two of the Ghetto Boys Reloaded podcast. This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.